As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Nuggets Lakers game one tonight. The Mid-American Conference is going to try to play. They may be voting over the weekend. We got a lot going on, but uh, come on in. Stay a while. You can watch on Peacock. You can listen on uh, 362 radio affiliates around the country including the Fox Sports Radio lineup. If you'd like to get in touch, you can. You can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Now that we've had a couple of days, we saw the Browns beating the Bengals last night. We probably worn ourselves out with the week one NFL overreactions. So week two is arriving just in time so we can overreact to that. And I get it. It's a big week because we've all seen those numbers. You go back to 1990, only 12% of teams that start out 0-2 have reached the postseason. But they are adding another playoff team in each conference, so you can throw that stat out the window. No preseason, limited training camp, and teams are going to change right in front of our eyes. Bill Belichick used to use the first, and probably still does, the first month of the season as his preseason. He had a better idea after that first month of what kind of team he had. Tom Brady's going to look a whole lot different by week eight, Gardner Minshew is not going to complete 95% of his passes for Jacksonville. At some point, Saquon Barkley may get a few rushing yards. And I know whatever happens on Sunday will seem monumental. Never mind the fact that seven days later, there will be a new slate of games to overhype. If the Browns had lost last night, what would we be saying? 
We would be crushing them. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, can't live up to the hype. But they won last night. So is everything okay? Everything's good with Odell Beckham Jr. You don't have to trade him, right? Now what happens the following week if they happen to lose? Then Baker Mayfield can't play the position. Odell Beckham Jr. should be traded. Is it going to be week to week? It's no surprise. It's no secret. The Browns need to run the football. You have some really good offensive linemen. I want to take pressure off Baker Mayfield. He only threw 16 passes last night. But what did you do? You gave it to your all-pro running backs. Nick Chubb and, you know, Kareem Hunt. I mean, these guys are really good. And therefore, I don't put Baker in a position where he's got to win a game. I don't want him to lose a game. They average six yards a carry. Now, granted, it's the Bengals. That's not a good defense. But the Browns won, so we can put that off to the side just for a moment. It's like if the Packers would lose to the Lions this weekend. Now, what happens? Everything was great week one. If they lose to the Lions, then what do we say? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Now, keep in mind, you've had people now come out and said, hey, the Packers did the right thing. They drafted a quarterback, and now Aaron is angry. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Will he still be angry, have a chip on his shoulder if they lose? But that's what happens week to week. Cam Newton, Patriots, everything's great. Go to Seattle. What if he throws a couple interceptions, fumbles a couple of times, doesn't gain a lot of yards rushing? Then what? Ravens, what if the Ravens lose to Houston? Hmm, maybe they're not as good as last year. Oh, Lamar Jackson still learning the position. Like, this is what happens. It's week to week where we look at a storyline and then we want to beat you over the head with that storyline. The Browns are in disarray. This is trouble. You got to get rid of Odell Beckham Jr. Kevin Stefanski could be over his head as the head coach there. Okay. They looked okay last night. They got a win. And I'm not giving out style points. I just want you to win. And if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you'll take what you saw last night. Joe Burrow made it interesting last night. When you throw 61 times, no interceptions, but there should be a lot of excitement around him. But you're throwing a lot of passes, which means you're probably losing. Since 1970, teams are 23-49-1 when their quarterback completes at least 37 passes. Now, you're not throwing that much unless you're losing. The winning quarterback last night, Baker Mayfield, completed 16 passes. The Bengals are going to be bad. Joe Burrow is good. And Joe Burrow looks like he has all the elements of being a franchise quarterback. If I said to a Browns fan today, would you trade for Joe Burrow? You'd do it in a second. But it's because of the unknown with Joe Burrow. You've seen enough of Baker Mayfield. And you're not quite sure what you have there. With Joe Burrow, looks like the real deal. And he's got composure. He's still, like his approach last night was if, as if he had the LSU talent around him, even though he didn't. Uh, A.J. Green, McLovin. I don't know how that's going to go. Probably not going to go well. Well, because he misses his guy, the red rifle. He can't catch those Joe Burrow passes. Oh, so if Andy Dalton was there, then A.J. Green would have shown up. Yeah, there's something about Andy. Andy Dalton and A.J. Green are magical mm. together, but not so much Burrow. 
This program brought to you by LegalZoom during these unprecedented times. You can rely on LegalZoom for legal help. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Take care of the things you need to get done without having to leave your home. That's LegalZoom.com. McLevin, you got a poll question for me. Yeah, we have a couple poll questions, a couple Odell poll questions. Oh, Oh, no, sorry. Let's start with the Baker Mayfield question. All right, let's hear from Baker Mayfield on uh, last night's game, uh, the victory over the Bengals. Anytime you can execute those first 15 plays that you you have and you practice over and over again, it it feels great. You know, able to establish a run game, able to get completions. Like I said, uh, after the Baltimore game, just getting the ball in their hands, letting them do the work, um, you know, that obviously it's surrounded by talent. So uh, making sure we're taking care of that. Yeah. And Odell got a touchdown. So everything is good. He got some early targets here, which I said yesterday, just get him involved. Put the ball in his hands, see what you get. He's still explosive. I don't want to cater to him, but I do want to get him involved early because it feels like he could sulk a little bit. He could, you know, go into hiding a little bit. Uh, But they got him the ball. They ran the football. They got the win. The uh, Bengals with a backdoor cover there. See, that's why, that's, that's the classic example of why I don't bet. Imagine staying up until the very end, and you know the line is six. And you got the Bengals, or you're giving six. You're the, you got the Browns, and the uh, and you got the under. So you take the Browns and the under, and you lose as Joe Burrow backdoor cover Burrow. <laughs> um, here is Joe after last night's loss. This might be the only time in my sporting career that I've lost two games in a row. Doesn't feel very good. I know the guys in there are hurting. We're going to come back to work tomorrow and try to get this thing right. You know, losing is unacceptable to me, to everybody in there, to Coach Taylor, to to everybody in this organization. So we're just going to have to get fixed. I like what I see. They're not a good team, and they're not going to be a good team for a while. This is where you're really going to have to be smart when you're drafting offensive linemen to protect Joe Burrow. And I had a scout yesterday tell me it is so hard to be able to determine who's going to be a good offensive lineman. And my source said, look, we can look at quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers and have a better chance at looking at somebody who will be successful because of the blocking schemes in college. It's completely different in the NFL. Although I will say what you saw with the Bengals is what I saw with Carolina with Cam Newton came in. Carolina was smart enough to go. Let's bring in Auburn's offense to make this easier. The transition for Cam Newton. And you saw that with the Bengals. They're trying to run LSU's offense. The only problem is you don't have LSU's talent there, certainly at the wide receiving position. Yeah, McClellan. And running back position. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, bringing in that quarterback and that system, I think you're seeing that with – you're seeing that more and more. Kyler Murray, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you're seeing that. Lamar Jackson, you're seeing that. That the team is adapting to the quarterback you're bringing in instead of the other way around. Yes, Paulie. I was looking at that cover you talked about with the Bengals. Mm. The Bengals had the ball – and they went on a 16-play, uh, 75-yard drive late in the game. They converted two fourth downs to get that uh, covering touchdown. If you, have, Oh, man, that's a toughie. And then you stay up till the very end. Imagine going to bed. So the game ends, and you lose, you lose both ways. Try to get to bed. Uh, you know, Burrow got sacked three times. He got hit a lot. The Bengals didn't put a glove on Baker Mayfield. But that's a good offensive line. You spent a high draft pick, and then you brought in Conklin as well. You know, that should be a really good offensive line. That offense should be unstoppable. When you think about it, good tight end, 
two good wide receivers, two good running backs, a couple of good offensive linemen. And it's up to Baker Mayfield to orchestrate this. Really, it's up to the head coach, Kevin Stefanski, run the football. And that's what he's known for. You're going to run the football, and then I'm going to have Baker just compliment with his passing. Yes, McLeod. Are we in danger of doing the same thing? Like the Browns lost to a dominant Ravens team, and we wrote them off. Are we going to overestimate them? Because the Bengals' defense yes. has been historically bad for yes. four years. Yes. In fact, we talked about yeah. that before the show. Yeah. They lose a game they're supposed to lose, and then they win a game they're supposed to win. So if the Buccaneers win this week against Carolina, is everything okay? Is the relationship between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady okay? Come to think of it, they better win that game. <laughs> if they don't, then we have an issue there. Yes, McLevin. Also, the, the Bengals have a rookie quarterback who in four days of practice and scored 30 points yeah. on the Browns. Yeah. Are you worried about the D a little bit? Yes. I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, Bernie Kosar, former Browns quarterback. He works for the Browns. And I said, hey, what are you thinking? And he goes, ah, I worry about our defense here. And they have two good defensive players in Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. It's just I don't think the other nine guys are very good. And you saw that last night. You can't have a rookie in his second game with three days to prepare for you, and he lights you up. Now, he threw 61 times, three touchdowns, but he did not get picked off. That would be a big concern for me. Imagine if you're facing a really good quarterback, experienced quarterback. What other uh, possible poll questions? Okay, so here are the two Browns-related poll questions. Uh, for Pauly, who would you want as your team's QB long-term, Baker Mayfield or Joe Burrow? Have we seen enough of <laughs> Joe Burrow? Or So if I could go, let me snap my fingers, yeah. and Joe Burrow's my quarterback in Cleveland? Yep. I'd do that. Yeah. I would do that. Wow. Well, I think he he wins that poll 80-20. Here's my concern, though. I don't know Baker Mayfield's mindset right now because he's very cocky and very confident. But then it felt like, you know, he got his legs cut out from under him last year. Like, I I don't know. There's just Burrow goes to the line of scrimmage and you think that he thinks he's going to do something great every single time. Baker, I think, puts that that front on like this is how I'm supposed to act. Remember, he said, hey, I'm not going to be demonstrative. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to you know, get in people's faces. And then people said, why won't you be yourself out there? I don't know if he knows who he is right now. I think he's going to figure that out this season, for better or for worse. But Joe Burrow goes to the line of scrimmage, knowing he does not have a good team. Now, he may say all the right things. He knows he doesn't have a good team. But he goes to the line of scrimmage. And if I'm playing for you, that confidence that he shows, that somehow he thinks we're good. And we know we're not good. That, to me, was the most impressive part of that last night. Those last two drives, and he played well against a, a pretty good San, Di- or San Diego, L.A. Chargers defense. I mean, it's, it's not murderer's row here. You know, when you, you're going to face the Ravens, then we're going to find out you know, a little bit more about him. But I, I love composure at that position. Yeah, McLovin. Remember how old he is, though. Yeah, is he 23? He's, well, he's, and he's older than Lamar Jackson by a month, which is an amazing stat. Yeah. All right, what other poll question? Uh, uh, the other uh, Browns, who would you rather, say you're the Patriots and you have a choice of these two guys, Odell Beckham Jr. or A.J. Green? Now, with a caveat, A.J. Green's a little older. He's thir- just turned 32. He looks old. Yeah. But you don't have the headache of uh, Odell. I mean, he had three catches last night. He was targeted 13 times. 
I, I guess I would take Odell because Belichick has a track record of keeping everybody kind of on the same page there. And, and the possibility of having a home run threat. And he is still a home run threat. So I, I, would, I would take a chance on Odell. But that's just because I, I don't have confidence in A.J. Green being an elite wide receiver anymore. Any more overreactions we can okay, have? Uh, who are we ripping off? Who that won in week one are we ripping to shreds on Monday? Okay. <laughs> Green Bay Packers, who hosts the Lions. Mm. Uh, Dave, that's a big spread. I would think Green Bay might be safe. They should. One. They should. Uh, Tennessee is hosting Jacksonville, so that's... We don't even talk about it. There's no way they're the lead on Monday, right? Even win or lose. If Tennessee loses to Jacksonville? Mm, I mean, that would be a big surprise. Yeah. I don't know if we lead with that because, well, we have to follow everybody else. We have to lead with the Cowboys because the Cowboys play the Falcons. Right. So. I'm only doing teams that <laughs> won in week one. Uh, the Rams go to the Eagles. If they lost, would that be a big deal or is it cross country? Yeah, that wouldn't be a big deal. Okay. Pittsburgh hosts Denver. If they lost, big deal? A little bit. It, but that's only because I, I'm fascinated with the Steelers this year. I think if New England goes to Seattle and Seattle loses, that might be more of a big deal. That Just from the Patriots stand, standpoint. What if New England loses? Is that a big deal? Do we start to... No, I don't, expect, I don't expect them to win. But you know how people are, especially with Cam. They, they like to... I just want to know how he plays. Like, what is the game plan for Cam Newton? And... And we can ask Russell Wilson when he joins us next hour. Hey, what do you think the Patriots are going to do? Hey, how are you preparing for the Patriots? He'll, of course, tell us. Yes, McLeod. One more. What's the fallout? Saints, Raiders. Do we really dig in on either of those teams? It's at, at Las Vegas. No. Like, the, like if the Raiders, if they win, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it wouldn't be like the sky is falling for the Saints to lose that game like that? No, they just beat Tampa Bay. I mean, I, I think the Raiders are a good team. I think they're, they, they are a good team. And I can say great. Uh, but they're a good team, I think. That that potential there. We'll talk a little bit more about what happened with my Heat. Up 2-0 in the Celtics. And another meltdown with Boston. And I guess there was uh, some things thrown and said in the Celtics locker room after a game. It happens. But the Heat go up 2-0 on the Celtics. The Lakers and Nuggets game one coming up tonight. So we have a lot of things to get to. But up next is the Pac-12 playing football this fall. We'll talk to the commissioner, Larry Scott, right after this. 18 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places we were just talking about spring training playing baseball going to baseball games playing softball and i just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a miller light it's a warm afternoon scottsdale arizona beer here paulie used to be a beer vendor i was a beer vendor at scottsdale stadium and i slung miller light so i was just throwing them out there. okay not literally okay but just that cold refreshing taste the crack yes not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bats, crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. He's uh, Larry Scott, Pac-12 Commissioner, joining us early. Uh, good morning, Commissioner. As of this morning, where do we stand with football in the fall with Pac-12? Um, we've had a lot of progress over the last uh, day or two, especially with public health officials in California and, and Oregon. And uh, this on the heels of the deal we did with Quidel, which gives us access to daily testing with rapid results, uh, things brought us a long way. Uh, so our medical advisory committee uh, is much more comfortable with us going forward. And it looks like the hurdles have been cleared in terms of the public health authorities uh, in the states of California and Oregon. So things are looking a lot more promising. So I've got a call today with our presidents and chancellors. We're gonna take stock of, of where we are and see if we're comfortable with a path forward before January 1st, which was what our previous decision was. And we'll see if we can align with others in college football still this fall. Will there be a vote today when you talk to these presidents? I'm not expecting a vote today. I'm not going to push for one today. I mean, this has been a rapidly developing series of events. Yesterday was uh, uh, pretty crazy from a call I got from uh, Governor Newsom in, in the morning to meetings uh, folks from Oregon and Oregon State had uh, with their governor that day. So, yeah, we need to give 
uh, folks that lead our campuses a chance to digest all this, uh, take into account everything going on on their campuses. But we also realize that if we're going to move forward uh, this fall with football, where we need a six-week uh, ramp-up for our student-athletes, in, in California, they haven't been in a gym. Is they, haven't been, they haven't been on a field, yeah. so they need six weeks. And then there's basketball, too, which the NSA just decided on Wednesday is going to start November 25th. So we, we've got to figure out with both those are we comfortable moving forward. What I was told yesterday, and you obviously can uh, correct me if you need to, that if you're looking at a date, it'd be probably around Halloween, that uh, first game in the uh, Pac-12. So if we're going to move forward, it depends on how quickly uh, we can get back uh, to practice. You know, six weeks would be from Monday, but we're, we're only getting these uh, rapid tests next week. So I think that would be the most ambitious, okay. uh, maybe maybe a week or two too quick for us. But some, somewhere in that zip code is where we'd be playing if we're playing. But also it, uh, it's going to preclude you, I think, from being qualifying for the uh, playoff, the final four. Right. Well, uh, if we were to play uh, this fall, I don't think anyone can predict. I was I was on the call with my fellow commissioners, and uh, you know we've got a board of the college football playoff. I don't think if you ask any of my fellow commissioners, they can tell you how many games their teams are going to play. They know what they're going to try to play, but we've already seen in the first two weeks every league that's tried to play has had to postpone games. So no one's feeling supremely confident at this point, especially those that don't have daily tests, uh, that they're all their teams going to play every game. So I think um, you know it's uncharted territory. We don't know how many games each um, league's going to play. There are going to be many more differences than we're normally used to, and I don't know you know whether the average is going to be six games or eight games. I don't think anyone can tell you. We don't know what player availability is going to be, and the committee is going to have their work cut out from. There's going to be a lot more subjectivity this year than the best. I would not rule anything out. So more likely to play in the fall than the spring, because last time we had you on a couple of weeks ago, you said, you know, we're we're targeting the spring or right after, uh, you know, January, more likely fall football than spring football. I'd say at this stage, uh, it's promising. You know, we've um, it's amazing how much has happened in the last five weeks since we made our decision. And the good news is, you know, we got access to the kind of testing our medical folks required sooner than we thought. We've gotten public health authority <laughs> approval, uh, uh, you know, quickly earlier than we thought. And so we've tried, we've tried to do a couple of things, Dan, and I appreciate the chance to talk to you. We've, we've tried to be transparent about what we're doing, deliberate health and safety first, but at the same time, our student athletes want to play. And our coaches want to play, our fans want to play. So we've been committed to explore every possibility to do so when we felt it was safe and we had appropriate approval. So we're trying to be nimble and flexible, too. And, uh, uh, you know, our president's chancellors have been that, too. And that's why they're convening on a call real time to address this new information. And, yeah, if we, if we can provide an opportunity for our student athletes to play as soon as it's safe, they want to play. And we owe them that if we can do it. You think you'll know by Monday if you're playing? I think we have to decide, you know, by next week um, if we're moving forward. Do you have a target date? Not yet. Okay. No, I, I, you know, I need to. This has been a rapidly escalating series of events over the last 24 hours. And um, I need to see where my presence and chancellors are, which I'll know later today. But what changed? Is it just the rapid testing, like the approval of the governors of Oregon and California? For, for us, the game changer was being the first conference to get access to daily testing. And those tests are being shipped to us on Monday uh, with the machines and the readers. 
Uh, and the reason for that is our medical advisors, you know, the concerns about heart, the prevalence of the spread of the virus, uh, and they uh, didn't feel comfortable playing the sport of football or basketball for that matter, if they thought, you know, the practice or the games could lead to the spread of the virus beyond what people might get in their communities or at the dining halls or in their dorms or whatever. The act of playing football or basketball couldn't lead to the spread. And uh, getting access to daily testing gives them a high degree of confidence that's not going to happen. So that was the game changer for us. And I think it was a game changer for the public health officials, which was the second major thing that just happened, um, you know, within the last 24, 36 hours. Is it everybody has to play or nobody plays in the Pac-12? Um, up till now, uh, we've been completely unified in our approach, and I expect that will continue to be the case. Last time we talked, and I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, uh, but it felt like you were saying that the Big 12 and the ACC and SEC were being a little more reckless. You were being very overly cautious, and so was the Big 10. Do you still feel that way? Well, I doubt I ever used the word reckless uh, with, with my peers. Um, they, um, I mean, yeah, that's I, why I was paraphrasing there. But you, you, were, you, were, you sent a message there, whether you intended to or not. Fair, fair enough. No, I think what I was trying to suggest is we have been more cautious. Um, and I think, you know, the values in every part of the country are, are a little bit different. The priorities and the pressures that people feel. And I think our league, and this is something I'm proud of with our schools, have wanted to err if they were going to err on the side of safety, the health and safety and welfare of the student athletes, even if it would come at a significant cost, uh, TV revenue, attendance, uh, et cetera, and people want to play. Um, and we drew a line in the sand, we weren't going to do it unless our medical advisors were, were very confident and comfortable. And of course, we need public health authority approvals and different leagues made different decisions. But I, you know, I've tried to be careful not to cast judgment on anyone else's decision making. I just like to talk about the values we, we've had, which have been more conservative and cautious. And I think on our show before we talked about that's a microcosm of what's going on in society, too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out with your role. The, when you get the presidents on the phone, do you advise them? Like, do you say this is what I want to do? Or is it you guys tell me what you want to do? Um, you know, it's a it's a combination of those things. You know, um, my job is to reflect and carry out what our 12 schools ultimately want to do. But they rely on me to uh, you know do the legwork, uh, bring them the facts and make a recommendation. That's what I'll do. And your recommendation is to play football in the fall. Oh, they're going to hear my recommendation first. Your recommendation is to play football in the fall. We, 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 we've overcome the major obstacles that, that we had and the criteria that our medical advisors set uh, with the public health authority approvals. And now, but you know, our president's chances have to weigh uh, the issues on their campuses. They'll be the ultimate decision makers. But in terms of the metrics and the issues we talked about in mid-August, the reasons why we weren't going forward, we've made tremendous progress and have overcome those things. So normal- I'll, I'll, I'll report to them that we've achieved those things and, and then it's up to them to weigh it all and decide. And normally you would want to know what the vote's going to be before you take the vote. But what you're saying is if there is a, a chancellor president who says, look, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. Can they sit out this football season and the PAC 12 continues to play with everybody else? We've never done that. And I don't know if we would do that or not up till now. So you think you can get a consensus vote? 
I, we've had a consensus at every step of the way, and I expect okay. we're going to. I expect we're going to have a consensus on this. Good luck, uh, and uh, you know, I, I always appreciate you coming on. I know it may feel like a firing squad at times, but I my job is to get answers. It's a very important issue, and uh, I know it's it, it's fluid. It's day to day, almost hour to hour of trying to get this done. And I wish you luck. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's uh, Larry Scott, commissioner of the Pac-12. We'll take a break. Play the days up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's uh, Russell Wilson Jr., the third, beat the Falcons in Atlanta. He uh, threw for four touchdowns. They host the Patriots coming up Sunday night. He just uh, debuted his new podcast called Danger Talk, and we'll uh, talk about that coming up. What did you watch on TV last night at home? Oh, what's up, Dan? First of all, um, you know I, I watched the game last night. It was a, it was actually a great game to watch. You know, anytime football's back, it's a good thing. So uh, it, it was definitely a good game. But how do you watch a game? I I, I analyze everything. Okay. I, I'm like back there playing quarterback. I'm making you know I'm making the moves. At the same time, I'm also a fan. You know, so when certain guys make great catches, I'm cheering as loud as I can. So I, I'm. You know, I'm a problem when I'm watching a game. Did you hear what Belichick had to say about you? I didn't hear exactly what he said, but I, right. I heard right. it. Let, let me play it because, I, man, this is a love letter to you, Russ. Here's, uh, here's Coach Belichick. This guy's a tremendous player. Honestly, I think he's, you know, in a way maybe underrated by, by the media or the fans. I don't know, but, I mean, I don't, I don't really see anybody better than this player. He can do everything. He's got, obviously, great leadership, playmaking skills. Uh, he plays very well in the most critical situations in the game with his decision-making. You can put him up against anybody since he's been in the league, literally anybody, or in any category, really. He never said that about Tom Brady, Russ. Yeah, listen, I, I, think, he's trying to, I think he's trying to warm me up for the game. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I, no, it, definitely to hear something like that from uh, Coach Belichick, he's one of the – you know, if he's the best coach arguably to ever coach the game, you know, with all these championships he's won and over the past 20 years and what he's done. And, you know, I, I'm interested in this game, not just because of Cam and I, but uh, more so between the two oldest coaches and Pete Carroll, 69, and, and Coach <laughs> Belichick being 68. But both, both of those guys have so much wisdom and understanding of the game. You know, I think, I think more than anything else, though, um, you know, for me, it's about my teammates. It's about what they get to do and how they get to play, and, and they make me uh, look better than I am, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, for me, every day I wake up, I, I, I wake up to try to be the best in the world. You know, it's, it's, it's in my head every day to try to create a legacy that people can remember and, uh, and, and try to be, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback to ever play this game. Do you think you're the best quarterback in the NFL? Do I think I'm the best quarterback in the NFL? I, I, I believe so, okay. you know, without a doubt. Okay. I think, but there's some great ones for sure. I think that uh, you got guys like Patrick Mahomes. you got guys obviously like Lamar who had such a great year last year, and, um, Deshaun Watson. And then you got guys like obviously um, the guys who've been so great for so many years and, and, and Tom and Drew and, uh, you know, Aaron, those kind of players. So, you know, for me, I, I'm just grateful to be, you know, getting to play this game, you know, one of 32 men in the world. Uh, you know, and, and uh, to have this opportunity. I think also at the same time, you know, with everything that's happened this offseason with COVID and, 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 and all the things going on in America, you know, honestly, Dan, just to be able to play this game and to get out on the field, you know, we, we played with nobody in the stands the other day, and I felt like I was, I was playing minor league baseball again all over again. <laughs> but uh, but it, was, uh, it was a good time for sure. 
And of course, facing the Patriots, you know, those Super Bowl questions are going to come back. Have they come back this week about when Seattle played uh, New England in the Super Bowl? No, they haven't come back. I mean, we played them. We played them at, at, in 2016. We played um, them in Foxborough. Great matchup. Great game. Uh, you know, we got the, the media had asked me about that game too, as well, and just how that was one of the best games uh, they, they've seen. So we've always had some great matchups. I go back to 2012 too, and my rookie year, and I think that's when uh, I really, you know, knew that. You know, I knew that I could play, but I think people started realizing, okay, this could be this could be interesting here in Seattle. So I think it's been a blessing. You know, like I said, just to you know, get back out there and play ball. Again. But I also think because you came in, people didn't know much about you in the Big Ten or the ACC. And then you had the defense that was the star of those teams. I think that's where people took a while to really discover you. I think you became an overnight sensation after maybe five years. It just took a longer period of time. Like even the Super Bowl, I said you were the best player on the field in that Super Bowl against the Patriots. And then you won a Super Bowl too. Yeah, you know, I think for me, uh, you know, I've had some great teammates and great coaches and some great people around me. I think to do anything great in life, you got to have support. You got to have great players around you. You know, you got to have those superstar players too, as well. And it's been a, it's been a great process. You know, for me, you know, like I said, it's I love the process of it all. And you know, my job, you know, especially now, you know, being my ninth year in the league, is to 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 help guys like DK Metcalf be the best in the world at what he does. To help continue to help Tyler Lockett, you know, show up and just show out every time he steps on the field. It's, he's amazing. That guys like Greg Olson, who are tremendous teammates and Will Disley and such, such great players, guys like Chris Carson. I want him to be the best running back in the league and him to continue to do what he does. So, yeah, but you speaking know, of the running game, Russ, yeah. is this the year Pete Carroll lets you throw the football in the first three quarters, as opposed to the fourth quarter? Well, I, I think we definitely, uh, I think we definitely mix it up a little bit more and, you know, I think that we have such tremendous talent on the edge. You know, when you think about DK Tyler, uh, so many different guys that can make plays. So, you know, uh, I, I, I keep knocking on Pete's door. Just, uh, <laughs> like, but, but do you get mad at him? Like, have you ever said, Coach, can you stop making me win games in the fourth quarter? How about we try to win games in the first, second, and third quarter? Well, I think, I think we got a good stat. I think Coach Carroll and I, I think we got a good stat. It's like we're 57 and 0 when leading at half or. 58 no or something like that. So I, I, I keep knocking on coach's door and say, hey, let's just keep leading that. <laughs> He's Russell Wilson. He's got his game coming up. By the way, we're going to develop a T-shirt in your, in your honor. Let Russ cook. Hey, listen, I, I think that uh, I, heard, I hear those are already being uh, made here in Seattle. I don't oh, know. But uh-oh. It, 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 if, if, if not, if not, Dan, I, I think that uh, – I think, <laughs> I, think you got a, I think you got a business on your hands. <laughs> All right, we'll send some for the family. You started this podcast, Danger Talk, and uh, you're doing it with comedian Jeff Dye. So you're going to interview people across sports, entertainment, business worlds. The first two are Shaq and then uh, John David Washington, the great actor. Um, what, what made you say, let's start a podcast? Well, you know, I, I think for me, sitting here around everything that's been going on, it's been really important for me to to start talking about not just you know, obviously the sports entertainment, but also life and how people have grown up and their experiences and everything else. And I I'm I'm obsessed with why people are successful and understanding you know uh, that process. So so for me having you know Shaq on you know we had so much fun had a blast talking about his Mount Rushmore you know players that he's played with and so many different people and and I think that also too you know his relationship with Kobe and. And, uh, you know, if he could say one last thing to Kobe, I think we also talked about 
you know, as well with John David Washington, his new movie, Tenet, and just how he grew up with, uh, you know, his mom and his dad both being very successful at what they did, obviously Denzel and everything else, but also his mom was well known too. And just how he uses his craft to be able to tell his story and to tell, tell what he does. And he wants to create his own identity and how he grows up as a, as a, uh, you know, celebrity child and everything else. But how do you, how do you use, how do you create your own identity without people saying, Oh, that's just Denzel's son or whatever it may be. And he's been able to do that from uh, ballers all the way to playing the NFL, but also um, coming from Morehouse college and being one of the best running backs out of there. And then obviously now uh, being the star in this new, new movie, new movie tenant, which is pretty amazing. Actually, I'm taking Sierra out to it uh, tonight is the plan. So, you know, I, I'm excited about that. So, but anyways, it's been really cool on Danger Talk. We got a really cool guest next week. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about later, but um, we're excited about it for sure. Wait, wait. Well, who is it? <laughs> Who's next week? Well, I, I can't tell you yet. It's, uh, we haven't announced it yet. So, well, I know, but this is how you announce it. So, you know, this is the, you know, it's available on Apple Podcasts in conjunction with ESPN, the ESPN app, and uh, social channels on ESPN. So. Well, we have this whole reveal thing, and so... Oh, I, I gotta, okay. Can you give me a hint? How about you give the Dan Ants and myself a hint, and let's see if we could come up with it. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a couple of hints Okay. Here. All right, here we go. I'll give, I'll give you a couple options here. All right. You, and, and, and so the first one, uh, he played basketball. He plays basketball. Uh, they're currently out of the... Uh, currently out of... Um, the playoffs? The NBA playoffs right now. Okay. Uh, really good player. Uh, kind of leads uh, a group of people. Uh, 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 some some organizations and such. Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul could be it. You're pretty good. <laughs> and, and we have some other people lined you're up. Not, too well. You're not good at playing poker. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you could get my poker face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did Did you need preseason games? Do I say again? Did you need preseason games? You know, I mean, you came out firing against the Falcons. Well, you know, I, I think for me, uh, you know, I, I didn't really need them because of, you know, this past this past year I didn't play in the preseasons. And, you know, you played so many games. I played over 100 and, you know, 30, 40 games, you know, uh, you know, the NFL so far. I played a bunch, you know, in college and everything else. So now you can kind of understand the game. I think the reason why preseason games are significant is for the younger guys. You know, I feel the younger guys. I, I think about myself. If I came in third round pick, setting fifth pick overall, but no preseason games, how would I have proven myself, you know? And so I think, I think those preseason games are important for the younger guys. For me, um, it, I like the feel of it. So we've had a couple mock games that coach set up. It, you know, I, I love, I love the process of getting ready for the game and going through my checklist of what gets me ready and, and doing that. So, um, but I didn't feel like I needed them necessarily. Who's the second best quarterback in the NFC West? The second best quarterback in the NFC West. Oh man, you're, you're, I'm not. I'm not a judge of quarterbacks. I'll let you. Wait, wait, that. wait. This is what happens when you do a podcast. You have to ask questions like this. Well, we'll have to talk about it on my show. <laughs> I uh, I'm going to take Kyler Murray right now. I, I he's pretty special, man. He's, he's he, he can move around. He can sling it. He's got great players, Hopkins and. And Larry Fitz fits, obviously. How did Arizona so, get DeAndre Hopkins and Seattle didn't go after? Jamal Adams is wonderful, Russ. But if I said you could, now you're not going to tell me. But here's another podcast question. If you could have had DeAndre Hopkins instead of Jamal Adams, who would you take, Russell Wilson? Oh, man. I, <laughs> listen, I, I would take both of them. B-O-F-F, both. <laughs> now, I, I mean, he goes to Hopkins. They got him for nothing. Yeah, I mean he's uh he's a pretty special player. He's pretty you know? good. I'm... 
you know, he's, he's made some catches. I've been, been around him at the Pro Bowls and stuff like that, and he's made some unbelievable catches. And so he loves the game, and, and uh, he's got an amazing story, too. I've gotten to know him pretty well, and him and his mom's story and everything else. So I have a tremendous re- a respect for who he is. Any more babies? Are we uh, on hold now? With- Listen, I, I, I keep telling C, you know, it, it's a good time <laughs> to do it. You know, there's no concerts coming up, you know. No, but uh, right now, you know, when, when Harrison Wilson is o- over there, Big old hands. He's ready to play quarterback, and uh, he's running the show already. Now, did you come up with the name Win, or how did that work? Because you wouldn't reveal that to us last time we talked to you about name of the hey, baby. You guys have some good names. You guys came up with Hawk Wilson. You guys came up with a whole bunch of different stuff. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I almost reconsidered on the Hawk name, but you know, uh, Win Win was something that me and Sierra always wanted to name our, uh, you know, you know, our, our son and stuff like that. So uh, that why not kinda... Win Win Hawk? Wilson. <laughs> that's a little too much. <laughs> oh, oh, that's too much. That's a, that's a little overdone. You know, but, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, also my, my dad's name was Harrison. So we wanted to put Harrison in there somewhere. Um, and my brother had three girls. And so, you know, just in case he reconsidered having a, another another child, his name is Harrison Wilson IV. My, 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 my dad's was Harrison Wilson III. So, you know, just in case Harry, Harry ended up wanting to have another one, you know, who knows. Uh, my best to your wife, and uh, good luck with the podcast there. It's called Danger Talk, available each week on Apple Podcasts, the ESPN app, and ESPN social channels. And the first two guests are Shaq and John David Washington. Uh, good luck against the Patriots there, Russ. Thanks, Dan. It's always a pleasure. Go Hawks. I'll Go talk Hawks. To you Go Hawks, of course. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Phone calls right after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the Body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. He wasn't drafted, but boy, he's one of the great shooters in the NBA. Duncan Robinson of my Miami Heat, as they pick up the win last night, he had 18 points, and uh, they all came from three-point range, 6 of 12, and uh, they pick up the win. And now game three between the Celtics and Heat will be on ESPN. That'll be coming up this weekend. Good morning, Duncan. How are you feeling today? Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Feeling good, obviously. Um, nice, nice to get that game, too. Um, but looking forward to, to prepping for game three today. If somebody hadn't watched the Miami Heat play, how would you describe this team? Uh, probably in one word, I would just say grit. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys that just carry that chip on their shoulder. Um, it's something that we definitely pride ourselves on. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to bring it for all 48. Um, and if it takes more than 48 minutes, then, then so be it. So uh, we're unselfish, share the ball, um, and just compete on both ends of the floor. What have you learned from Jimmy Butler? A whole lot. Uh, first and foremost, um, you know, it's, it's pretty uncommon to have a, a superstar that's so unselfish, uh, who, who doesn't care about shot attempts and literally just cares about winning. Um, he'll do whatever it takes to win. And uh, if that's sacrificing his attempts and, and maybe his, uh, you know, points in the point column um, for assists, rebounds, guarding, uh, he'll do it. Uh, he just, he does whatever it takes to win and, He's certainly our leader, and, and we just all kind of fall in line and, and follow. What are you taking advantage of with the Celtics? They're, they're a tough team. Um, you know, they're, they're incredibly talented offensively in particular. So uh, we're, we're just trying to mix it up, throw different things at them, kind of keep them, keep them uh, out of rhythm because, uh, you know, you've seen it in, in stretches. When they get in rhythm, they're, they're really hard to guard. So uh, we just try to make it difficult on them on that end and then, play to our strengths on offense, um, you know, put pressure on the rim, shoot threes, um, and, and get to the free throw line. That's, that's basically our offensive identity. I love what you guys did against Milwaukee and came on the show and said, don't be surprised if the Heat beat the Milwaukee Bucks because you guys play great defense. You know, tran you, you kept Milwaukee out of transition. By the way, the Greek freak just won his second MVP, so that just came over. But you guys frustrated him and that entire team, but now – it's a kind of a different philosophy with the Celtics. It's not based off just one player there, but 
I'm impressed. Bam Adebayo is right in front of us becoming a, you know, he's a great player and really extremely talented. How surprised are you with what you've seen with Bam? Honestly, not very surprised. Um, you know, he's he's been doing it for us all year. He, he made huge steps this year. Um, but a lot of that was, was just kind of like structurally, um, just roster-wise, he had more opportunity. Uh, last year, you know, he, he showed it um, game in and game out. Maybe not as in the same sample size um, that everyone's seeing now, but um, he, he's so dynamic. And, and people think of versatility as the ability to shoot threes, but um, he doesn't do that for us yet. I mean, he certainly could, but he, he does so much more for us offensively. We run so many things through him. And then defensively, his versatility, um, I really think has been on full display, this playoff, switching ball screens and protecting the rim. And, um, you know, we, we say it all the time, Jimmy's our leader. Jimmy and Gorham, but but Bam's really the heart and soul, um, and and he he brings it for us every single night. Does Tyler Hero talk trash every game? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 just kind of who he is. You know, he he plays with that chip, um, that confidence, and uh, it's not necessarily like sometimes it's directed at people, individuals, um, <laughs> but sometimes it's it's just kind of him him talking to himself or to us just to kind of get him in that zone. Because um, when he gets there, you know, he's he's just so tough, um, and he just has this kind of unshakable confidence about him, especially for a young guy. It's, it's really impressive. What do you do on an off day in the bubble? Uh, rest, recover, um, and then, you know, go over some adjustments, prep, um, get some shots up, maybe a lift depending on, uh, you know, what, what day of the week it is. Um, but just get ready. You know, at, at this time of the year, it's just all about um, the next task. Just keep on checking the boxes and, um, you know, trying to win another game. Who makes the bed? Uh, we we got uh, the people here at Disney. Oh, okay, you, great you don't us. do that, right? Uh, I mean, I actually I try to. That's, that's <laughs> my my sad excuse of, of a bed. Wait, that here. that's you trying to do it because you knew you were going to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's my force. My mom would be disappointed in that effort. Um, but uh, we we got people here at Disney who look out for us, which is much appreciated. But I, I try to make my bed in the morning. Do you watch football on Sunday as a group? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was great to to watch uh, the, those games last Sunday and Monday, and and actually a group of us watched the the game last night, at least the second half of the game last night, which is fun. What what's your favorite team? So so truthfully, I I actually grew up a, a Patriots fan, um, so I, I have some allegiances there, but uh, I've I've also kind of turned into a, a Dolphins fan as well, just being down in South Florida and. Uh, so it's kind of it kind of cuts both ways. I know that's that's a tough answer considering they played each other last week, um, but I kind of opted out of that game and, and I'll root for both teams moving forward. Who would be the best football player on the Heat roster? I think we have a couple um, that that could play. I think I'd, I'd probably don't tell him I, I said this, but I'd probably be Jimmy. Um, as I could just see him as like a wide receiver. If he put on some weight at tight end, I mean, he's six, eight has unbelievable hands. Um, and it's just a freak athlete, strong, fast, um, and everything. He, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you ask him, he probably thinks he can play in the NFL <laughs> tomorrow. Um, which is why I don't want him to know that I just said that, but I, I really, I really think we have a couple, I think bam, um, and, and some other guys as well. What's that like though? You hit six threes last night when the ball leaves your hand and you know, it's going in. It's it's a good feeling. Um, it's it's good to see some go. Obviously, early on, just kind of build the confidence. But uh, you know, really, my team, my teammates, and my coaches have really kind of freed my mind, and that they just want me to be aggressive. So I just try to do that game in and game out. Do you, out, do do you ever job. call it though, Duncan? When it's in the air, do you say to your defender, "That's good." 
Sometimes if I'm kind of, you know, in that, in that zone, uh, so to speak, I think I had one last night where, um, coming out of my hand, I, I, I just knew it was good. Sometimes that happens. Um, doesn't always happen, but it's nice when it does. Who was on you? Uh, that was the, uh, it was like kind of like a late clock. Um, Daniel Tice had like switched out and kind of shot faked and it just felt good coming out of my hand. So <laughs> you're two games from the final, you're two wins from the finals. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. You know, when when you're entrenched in it, it's it's hard to kind of have the perspective just because we're so locked in on, um, you know, playing prep, playing prep, um, just day after day. But uh, it's it's pretty incredible. It, it's been an incredibly fun journey. Um, we're we're loving it. We we don't want it to end. I know there's been a lot of talk about whatever how how tough the bubble's been or this or that, but we we love it here. Um, we love being together. We love playing together. And, we want to keep it rolling. Well, you know, you told me recently that you can't wait to uh, lock down LeBron in the finals. So it looks like you'll, <laughs> you'll get your chance there, Dunk. He's going to know your name in the NBA finals. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We got, we got a long ways to go until then. Uh, we're focused on game three yeah, right now. I know. Well, uh, and, and, and we'll see. by the way, Duncan didn't have that quote. I, I made that up. <laughs> Laker fans. You wanted LeBron. You got LeBron. Um, congrats and uh, good luck. Thank you, Thank you very much. Right. Appreciate you having me on. That's Thanks. Duncan Robinson, the Heat forward guard, great shooter, and uh, he had six threes last night, 18 points. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Slicers Anonymous, a very funny short comedy film starring Kevin Nealon, Actor, comedian, Saturday Night Live, former cast member, and he joins us on the program. Kevin Nealon, how would you describe your uh, golf game? <laughs> uh, almost non-existent. Because? Um, well, because, A, I'm not that good. Uh, B, I haven't played in about a year I might have played once or twice. I just had my shoulder replaced um, a month ago. but So I am preparing to get back out there. And then my game will be good. But is it similar? Like, have you done pro-ams? Have you played in yeah, those? Well, yeah, okay. yeah. I've played tons of pro-ams. More nervous playing in a pro-am or doing stand-up? Oh, definitely a pro-am. But I'll tell you, a pro-am ties or is, is second as far as nerves as throwing in the first pitch at a baseball game, professional baseball game. What game? Oh my gosh. I had to throw the first pitch in for the Cubs versus the White Sox at Wrigley field. And I hadn't thrown a hard ball in forever. So I get, I get to, uh, by the way, I love all the trophies you've won on your desk. Thank you. Uh, I get, I get to, uh, I get to Chicago. I'm doing a gig there and uh, I got to throw the ball in the next day. So I figure I'll get up early and I'll go to a park near the <laughs> hotel and find some kids playing baseball. And I'll ask if I could throw the ball around a little bit, kind of warm up. So I get there and all I could find is a little rainy. There's a dad playing with a six-year-old and I don't even think it's a hard ball. And I said, I couldn't find anybody else. I said, would you mind if I, I'm, I could play catch with your dad for you, know, you guys a little bit? Cause I'm throwing the first ball in at the game today. And I think the father thought this <laughs> poor guy never had the father son experience and he wants to have it. <laughs> so the kids sat on the sideline. I threw the ball to the father a few times 
And then I felt bad for the kid. So I said, okay, I think I got it. And I go to the game and I'm so nervous. I, I really, I haven't been this nervous since the first time I did the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And my legs are weak, my knees, and they give me the jersey. I still have the Cubs jersey in my, in my closet. And um, there's actually pictures uh, on, uh, on, on, I think maybe I could even find one here. But um, so I throw the ball in and it's a high, fast ball. And I was so glad I didn't ground it. Because if you throw from the mound, that's what people, if you throw in front of the mound, that's the, that's the, the route to take. When you get on yeah. the mound, you inevitably either throw it really high or you throw it into the dirt. Yeah, but you got to throw it from the mound. Yeah. You can't get in front of the mound. That's like a, for an old president to do, you know? But, yeah. but you were never that nervous on Saturday Night Live. No, because I will tell you, Dan, I, the year before I came on, the show was almost canceled because the ratings were so bad and it was so panned by the press. I thought, nobody's watching the show. You know, nobody's going to get, uh, you know, uh, I mean, how much worse can we do? Not that they were a bad cast the year before. So it's just the synergy wasn't there with the writing. So, um, and also I've, I've done comedy clubs where there's been that many people. It's a small studio. There's not that many people in there. And, and I'm pretending the cameras have no film in them. And my first sketch is Mr. Subliminal, which is kind of a, you know, it's a double conversation going on at once. So it's a little complicated. And five seconds before I go on, Lorne Michaels, the producer, puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, are you sure this is what you want? <laughs> <laughs> but how did you come up with Mr. Subliminal? Mr. Subliminal was a, um, it, it, it evolved from a guy I met, a character actor, Ed Peck, back in the 80s, the early 80s, late 70s. He used to do shows like um, Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. He always played the cop. In a deep voice, you know, like a lower brow voice. And, uh, and he took a liking to me. And we went to Cantor's, this delicatessen in Hollywood. Uh, after He would always come out and hang out the uh, improv where I used to pretty much live. And uh, he would, uh, he said, I'm going to do this thing to the waitress. Uh, I want you to pay attention. And so he would uh, order from the waitress. He'd go, uh, I, think, uh, I think I'm going to have a, uh, a cheeseburger whore. And why don't you also give me... Uh, you know, and he put in these these vulgar words, profanity, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just under his breath. Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> says, you should do that in your act. You should try that. So I started trying it in my act. And then when I got to SNL, I got with Al Franken. And Al Franken uh, said, we should do this like as a subliminal advertising guy, trying to get his way for things, you know. And I knew about subliminal advertising because I went, I have a BS in marketing. So I studied advertising. So that's kind of how that came about. When do you know that you got something on Saturday Night Live? When a sketch is working? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. You, you never really know because it's always, you know, when you come out of the gate, it's a little bit foreign to the audience. They're trying to figure out what you're doing. Like when Dana Carvey and I came up with Hans and Franz, uh, the people enjoyed it the first time, but they weren't really sure what we we're doing. They're taking it all in and thinking, okay, these guys are Austrian bodybuilders. They don't lift weights. They just make fun of people. And then it resonates with them, I think, after that. And then we didn't do it for, I don't know, a couple of shows. And then I thought, Dana, why don't we bring back Hans and Franz? And uh, he goes, yeah, let's do that. So we wrote another one. And as, as soon as we appeared on stage, the audience went crazy. So we knew during that, that period of time, in between the, the two sketches, it had resonated with people and they were thinking about it. So they were happy. They liked these characters. When we came back, they embraced us and they, they loved it. Based off Schwarzenegger? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a couple of guys, you know, they think they're, they're hot stuff, you know, and everything's about them, and, you know, everyone else is a loser. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Did he respond? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's funny, you know, at first you think, oh, man, these people are going to get mad at us for making fun of them, and it's it's really quite the contrary. People, like, I remember Dana would do Casey Kasem, you know, and Casey would send him cases full of uh, CDs because he loved it, you know? It only brought attention to these people. Arnold loved it. You know, he took those characters and he ran with them because we were, we said, you know what, distant cousins of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he's our cousin. You know, he's, he is the perfect embodiment of Papa Tood. <laughs> and so when he ran for governor, he was using all of our like catchphrases, like, you know, don't be the girly man, you know, don't be a loser. You know, you got the vote for me. I'm the perfect embodiment of governance. (laughs) (laughs) He's uh, Kevin Nealon, actor, writer, comedian, former Saturday Night Live cast member, and uh, working with Callaway, the newest Bertha B-21. We just watched uh, the the video there. Um, Your catchphrase is, your slice is not your swing. Your slice is not your swing. Yeah. Explain Uh, that. (laughs) Well... A lot of people have a slice. You know, most most people that golf are not good. I remember uh, golfing once at um, at um, uh, I'm going blank on the name of it. You know, up by um, the AT and T. Um, Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. Yeah. And um, I said to my caddy, I said, "You get a lot, mostly good golfers on this course." He goes, "No, <laughs> no, they're mostly bad. All bad. Just tourists. They want to golf on the course." So, um, you know, most people are not good golfers and they have some kind of something going on with their swing, like a slice or something, you know. And uh, so this uh, Callaway approach, this philosophy is it's it's not it's not your what is it? it's not your slice. It's your swing. Your slice is not your, your swing. Your slice is not your, yeah. your slice. Wait, is not wait, your swing. Are you sure that you <laughs> why, why do I know more about it than you do? And you're in the commercial. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of Pebble Beach. <laughs> How am I supposed to remember the name of a catchphrase? It, it, uh, so is the guitar just a prop? Because you used to be in bands, didn't you? Were you in garage bands? I was in garage bands, and I, and I love playing the instruments. What's your go-to song on, song? Gu- on guitar? Uh, the one I'm learning right now, in fact, last night and this morning, because during COVID, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning how to paint. I'm learning songs that I never finished. There was a song I heard somebody play on Instagram. I, thought, I remember that song. That's a cool song. And it's uh, by Crowded House. Don't dream it's over. I sing it all the time. Do you really? Yes. Around the studio, I sing it. We brought it up yesterday on the show. Can you grab your guitar? You play it. Let's okay. go. I'm not a good singer, but I'll, I'll play it. All right. You sing it. You sing it. Mm, this can't be pretty. Oh, you know what, too, Dan, I never like new lyrics. I don't think I know the lyrics of any one song except for maybe Happy Birthday. Best musical act you saw on Saturday Night Live. 
That's a really tough one because we had so many, so many of these like, um, you know, dino, these, these dinosaurs that I grew up listening to, like Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, Paul Simon, James Taylor, Eric Clapton, uh, you know, um, Do you get to Aerosmith. hang with them? Yeah. Yeah. They would actually, sometimes they would play afterwards when the show was over, they do a little concert. They play like three or four more songs like Paul McCartney and Paul Simon and, um, and I was always a big fan of James Taylor. So when he came on, I kind of befriended him. And uh, he said, you know, I, you know I, I always say this, but, you know, maybe we should go out and get dinner sometime, you know, and get together. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, James Taylor, sweet baby James, asking me out on a date. <laughs> did you ever go out? <laughs> I did. I went to his house in New York. I went up the elevator. I was shaking like a leaf. I, I was like uh, going on a date. And he opens the door and he's got his jacket on. He's ready to go. He's ready for me. And we go to this Cuban restaurant on Broadway. It was great. We hung out and then went back, dropped him off on the whole way back. I'm thinking, do I hug him? Do I kiss him? You know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, you can uh, check out uh, Kevin. He is uh, pairing up with Callaway, the newest Bertha, the B21. And uh, your slice is not your swing. Also, Kevin's YouTube show, Hiking with Kevin. And uh, it's always great to talk to you, Kevin. We hope you're doing well. You too, DP. Thank you, man. Good talking to you. Kevin Nealon, Callaway Golf YouTube channel, Slicers Anonymous there. <laughs> always good to catch up with it. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch, so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
eligible items only. Exclusions apply.